Talk Radio Show, coming at you live and direct on this Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. Check it, y'all saw the title, but before we get into this show, y'all already know what time it is with D. You gots to vibe out with your girl, you feel me? Hey! Everybody's asking, why you always laugh when there is no reason to smile? To smile! And everybody say, oh, yeah. why do you keep praying? Things ain't changed for you in quite a while. That's a whole vibe. <laughs> That's Anthony Brown and group therapy. For show for show. So check it. The name of this show is Living Holy Explained. And the reason why I'm going there with this show is because since I've been saved and um, I practice different things in being holy. And um, when I practice it, People are like, well, what religion are you? And I simply say, I am no religion. I'm just living holy, like the Bible says. And I get a lot of puzzled looks (laughs) and a lot of confused looks. No need to be puzzled and no need to be confused because I'm going to clear it all up for you today. So you too, my friend, can follow me on this holy path. Now, I'm led to this path, and I stay on this path with the help of Apostle Gino Jennings. I will lift his name up. I will say his name in every episode that I do so you can understand where I got my understanding of being holy and living holy and how to do this right and how to follow God's word in the way in which he wanted us to, where it's not convoluted, where it's not um, imposed with so many worldly views and and man-made religions and man-made views and, and all of these things that have been done to keep us away from God, to keep us from getting close to God, or some of us even think we're actually serving God, but we're not. We are following false prophets we are um, doing false doctrines, and we, and, and we are just so lost in the sauce of the world and of the devil, and that's exactly what he wants, is for you to be lost and confused and really think you're serving God and you're not. And then there's some that just don't serve God, don't care nothing about it, and we have those people as well. But me, myself, my friends, I am living holy. And so people get confused because <laughs> since I've been saved, It's like I am a new creature. I'm a new person. I went and got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the proper way to do it. And um, I did that. Prior to even being baptized, though, I had stopped doing so many of the old things that I used to do. And I turned away from so many of my old ways. One major thing is no makeup. Now, I wasn't a girl who wore a lot of makeup anyway. Um, My makeup, when I thought I was trying to be cute, consisted of, like, some eyeliner, some mascara. Oh, and eyelashes, you know, was a thing. Well, it's still a thing. I I got into the eyelashes. I will put on some little eyelashes. But I never was one to do, like, foundation and, like, all of that. I would do mascara, maybe eyeliner, a little lip gloss, lipstick, put on some eyelashes, you know, and that was my makeup. But even that... It's not okay with God. We should not paint our face, and it is in the Bible. If you don't believe me, Google it. Um, It's not up to me to teach you. I am not a preacher. 
in living holy, I fully and truly understand that women are not to be preachers or pastors or ministers or none of that. And we are not to try to teach the masses. Amen. I get that. So back to what I was saying as far as living holy and how people get me confused. Because, well, the um, I wear no makeup and things like that. Now, jewelry. I liked my jewelry. I liked my rings. I liked my necklaces. I liked my bracelets. At one point, I used to wear ankle bracelets. I have like four holes in one ear and three in the other side. And I'm going to put in like my diamonds and my hoops. And I was a jewelry girl. I no longer wear jewelry either. Um, I am a licensed cosmetologist. So, you know, hair was, I was into the hair thing. Now, what I never really got into was the wigs. That was never my thing, but I would clip in a good old track or two. Um, I was definitely into uh, chemically relaxing my hair um, and things of that nature. I no longer do that. I keep my head covered. Um, nobody has seen my hair in a few years because before I fish, I would say before I officially, when it got baptized and, and was reborn, um, and all of that, I had already started like kind of transforming and didn't even realize it. Now that I look back on it, God was already working on me, uh, years ago, but I hadn't truly changed my life and, and given my life back to Christ and accepted him as my personal Lord and savior. And I wasn't completely living holy. So anyway, I keep my hair wrapped up. I dress modest. And when I say modest, um, I do not wear anything that a man would wear. So that means I do not wear like jeans or uh, any any type of pants, like, you know, dickies or jeans or anything like that. What I do wear, be, I was never really like that much of a girly girl to begin with. So I was like, wow. So now I will be wearing dresses all the time. You know what I'm saying? And so in doing that, um, I wear a lot of... Uh, my style. I have to find my style and what works for me. So my style, I like t-shirt dresses. I like long like t-shirt dresses. So that's usually what I wear. I usually have on some sort of t-shirt dress. But I'm not comfortable just having on just the dress. So I do wear leggings. And leggings are for women. They are not for men. Even though men wear them, they're not for you. Not for me to teach you that though. Just saying. So I wear... <laughs> I dress modest, so I usually have on a, a t-shirt dress, most likely with long sleeves, so I'm covered from head to toe, and I usually have on leggings. Um, I usually keep my feet covered. I'm not in, I used to be like the flip-flop queen. I'm a Cali girl, but now I keep my feet covered. A lot of that has to do with remaining covered up and being modest, but also, you know, also with the virus and all that, I just don't have my feet and stuff out. So I'm covered from head to toe, and I do not wear anything to entice a man. Nothing skin tight. Now, if you know me and you see me, I am a busty woman. I always have been naturally. Um, I have not had any body enhancements. And I don't want to talk bad about the women that out there that are doing it. Because I almost went and got um, a BBL back when I was not saved, maybe about five or six years ago. And for some reason, when I went to that doctor, they couldn't do it and it didn't work out for me. And I was upset about it and I was mad. And now I understand why it didn't work out for me. It would have been irreversible and now I'm saved and I would have been feeling some type of way walking around with this big old badonkadonk that God did not give to me naturally. And then I would have been trying to figure out how to get get it back down to where it was naturally. So, amen, that never worked out. But as far as my breasts, I've, you know, I have naturally have big breasts. And so when I was not saved and really, really worldly, I would wear shirts that would show cleavage and things of that nature. But I don't do that anymore. So totally, totally covered up. Do not wear anything to, like, entice a man or, or nothing like that. So that's a big difference, too, in how I dress so when people see me that knew me <laughs> prior to being saved, it's like, okay, maybe that's just her look for the day. Maybe she just got her head wrapped and she feeling like, oh, what did somebody call me? 
um, I look like a Mother Earth. I heard that, and or I'm trying to look like Erica Badu or something. I've heard a few things, you know, when people only see me every now and then, like, oh, maybe that's just her look for this day. But then as you get to see me more and more, you're like, wait a minute, she dressed like this every day. Like, this is really her. Like, I think now people that know me and that see me are like, oh, okay, yeah, this is really what she doing. Because at first they might have thought it was just a fad or it was for fashion or whatever. And so I had a few people tell me, well, even though, you know, you dress in modest, you're all covered up and your head is wrapped. Like, I know some Muslim women and they still wear their makeup and their earrings and their jewelry. Well, I'm not those women. Just because somebody else is doing something don't mean that I'm going to do it. So I'm going, I'm living holy. So in living holy, I know I am to dress modest. I am not to wear the makeup and things of that nature. As far as being different and things that I do, I stopped eating pork. I've eaten pork all my life. Shocked a whole lot of people. I don't eat pork anymore. So it's back to the, okay, so are you Muslim? No, I'm not Muslim. I'm living holy. I'm following the dietary laws that are laid out in the Bible when you're living holy, okay? Unless I continue reading the Bible and it says something different until then, that's what I do. So I stopped eating pork. Like, I don't smoke. I don't drink. And I used to smoke and drink. And I don't do uh, none of that. I try my best not to cuss. <laughs> Whew, I don't, you know what I mean? And uh, it's been a big, drastic change as I look back at how I was before. And how I am now. Like, I don't like to gossip. I don't really care for talking about others. So I can isolate really well. Because sometimes, you know, the tongue is wicked. And you really, really have to be careful of the words you say. And, and things you say to people. Because it can be damaging. And what I've learned in this journey. Because, man, I was a cocky something else. I was one of them ones that had to pop off at a moment's notice. You know, always had an attitude like, girl, like I'll be thinking about my old, the old me that passed away. And I'll be like, girl, what was wrong with you? But the thing is, the most important lesson I learned is to be kind to others. Like you never, ever know what somebody is going through or what they're dealing with. And everything or reaction that you get from a person it, it, might, it ain't always about you. People be going through stuff. We all going through stuff. We all are broken. We all have been hurt. You know what I mean? So just be kind is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in living holy. And so um, also in living holy, I pray every morning when I wake up. The first thing I say when I like open my eyes and I know I'm awake for that day is good morning, Father. I tell my father good morning every morning. And now every morning I have a certain place in my home where I can stand and kneel and pray to my father. I read out of my book. That's called A Time for Prayer Every Morning. And that's something I incorporated into my life. I didn't used to pray. I Every time before I eat something, before I drink anything, I pray over it. Amen. Prior to living holy, I didn't do that all the time. I might have prayed every now and then, but, like, I make sure I pray over my food and my drinks every time I pray over the air I breathe. You have to stay prayed up because this world is nuts. This world is crazy. This world, right now, we're literally at war, okay? Gas is literally over $5 and something a gallon. Also, I have to address this really quickly. It's a little off topic, but... <laughs> I saw where when the government was giving out the free COVID tests out here in California, I don't know where you from, they were doing them, but those free tests you could call up and get. I remember having a conversation with one of my cousins and I was like, why is it that we can get these tests for free, but there was a shortage on them in the stores. You couldn't go buy them at the stores, but the government can send you up to five free per household. And I was like, something is not right about that. Like, that is off. And my cousin literally said, quote, make it make sense, unquote. Because she was not feeling it either. 
right? And so during that conversation, I made a statement and I was just like, you know what? The coronavirus is probably in them tests. I'm not using that. And we laughed and that was that. Did not think nothing else of it. I just saw a news report that those tests that the government was sending into people's homes is causing people to be ill with some sort of chemical in it that can cause death. So it's not necessarily they saying it's laced with the COVID, but it's laced with something that can cause death. I said, wow. I, when I saw it, I immediately copied that and uh, sent that over to my cousin. And she was just like, wow. And I was like, remember, I said something similar to that. And she was like, yeah, you did say that. She texted me back. So it's just, it's crazy. Like, you got to be careful. And so I pray over everything because it's about the grace of God that we all are alive and we all are here. And thanks to God, I have never caught the, caught the virus. And people around me have, but it has never touched me personally. Like, I haven't gotten it. Like, it's touched me personally because I've had family members who have gotten it and friends who have gotten it. I had a friend whose mother passed away from it. That is just heartbreaking. But it has not, you know, touched my body physically. I have, like, my cousin who I love dearly, my first cousin, like, she had it. So, you know, it's just, it's out there. And so, you know, I incorporated praying. And I was not a prayerful person before. I find myself being considerate towards others. I find myself being loving. I find myself being caring. I find myself being more forgiving of others, but I do still am, am praying to like not be so in my feelings and not let what people do affect me too much and, and hurt my feelings too much where I can look past it and see the bigger picture and just pray for people, pray for the situations and to always be the bigger person in a situation. But, you know, sometimes you know, you can revert back to that old behavior because being saved and living saved does not mean you're this perfect person all of a sudden and you never ever going to sin or you're never going to have a bad thought or you're never going to react wrong to a situation. That's not what being saved is. What being saved is, is like you recognizing that right away and you correct that behavior. And if you've done something wrong to a person, you apologize to that person and you acknowledge it and you pray about it and you're, you know, they call it your conscience. That's the Holy Spirit. And you will know, like, that's not right. Like, the Holy Spirit will let you know when you in a situation and you acting wrong, the Holy Spirit will let you know, like, that is not right. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful to be living holy. Now, I know that probably did not clear it all up for y'all. <laughs> Amen. And so it's like when I get into conversations with people, and they want me to explain and teach and all of that. Once again, I am a baby in this. I have officially only been saved and baptized since June of 2020. Okay? Now, I was saved before June of 2020. I say around February, March of 2020. So when I really got serious about living saved and being saved. But I was baptized in June and that's when I Say that's when I was born again. So that is not even a year yet. So I'm a nine, ten month old baby in this situation. So when people try to have these God debates with me and holiness and this and that, and they want to give me their worldly views, I can't come back at you right all the time. I don't have every scripture to quote and all of that. And thanks to God and thanks to Pastor Gino Jennings, I know I don't need to. Amen. That's not my job to teach you. Amen. That's why we have apostles like pastor to do that. And um, I find myself dealing with that a lot and I'm doing better with it. And now I just say, look, <laughs> like, look, I'm not about to go back and forth and debate with you and, and do all that because I'm still learning. I am definitely still learning. I'm still on this journey and I'm newly on this journey. I'm still a baby in this. I have to grow up and mature. I, I was just born again. I'm a baby right now. Like a baby can't explain everything to you. I'm a baby. Babies can't talk. I need to shut up and be quiet. And I'm still learning the word from my pastor. That's why I will direct you to him every time. His name is Apostle Gino Jennings. That's J-I-N-O-J-E-N-N. -N. I-N-G-S. 
Hallelujah. I thank God for him. And I praise God for him. So, what I want to do is definitely play you some of Pastor Gino Jennings. Definitely explaining to you about being holy. But now, before we start off and get into that, I do want to share today's um, <clears throat> prayer in my book that I read daily, A Time for Prayer. So, today is Wednesday, the March 9th. Wednesday, the March 9th. Ooh, we girl. Today is Wednesday, March 9th. And the book goes as such. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And that's Luke 14 and 11. And the book goes on to say, Lord, we live in a world where there is great clamoring for power and glory. Greed runs rampant. And time and again, we see the inglorious results of someone's unethical attempts to climb to the top. Protect us from such fruitless ambition. Lord, for we know that it is only when we humble ourselves that you will lift us up higher than we could have ever imagined. All power and glory is yours forever and ever. Until we acknowledge that truth, we will never be great in anyone's eyes, especially yours. Amen. Every time I read that book on a daily basis, it gives me so much motivation. And that's a book that I start my day off with. Amen. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play um, our disclaimer so we can play Pastor's video. Also, I want you to listen to this sponsor message and I'll be right back. copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the copyright act 1976 allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism comment news reporting teaching scholarship and research fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing nonprofit educational or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use Hey, 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 you guys, I'm back, and thank you so much for listening to uh, the disclaimer and the Fair Act Use Notice, as well as that sponsored message. I definitely appreciate it. And right quick, I said we're going to listen to a video. I caught that um, <laughs> when I was uh, listening to the show, but as you all know, D does not edit anything. That's why it's called D's Real Talk Radio Show. I give it to you how it was really recorded and what really happened. So, yeah, of course, we're doing a podcast, so you're not going to see a video, but you will hear, you will hear, definitely hear the audio of Pastor Gino Jennings. And once again, the name of this show is uh, Living Holy Explained. So I'm hoping that this excerpt that you hear from Pastor Gino Jennings, I call him pastor, sometimes apostle, either one works, amen, he's all the same person, just like God, is, is Jesus, he's the Holy Spirit, and he's God, but everybody know who we talking about when we say it, amen, and if you don't know that, now you know, so, <laughs> this will help you, hopefully, understand somewhat of what living holy is, why I am the way I am now and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I pray to my Father, the Most High Yah, that before I play this, that this will touch the minds and the hearts of the people. I pray that spreading and passing on your word through Apostle Gino Jennings will help to save some souls, Father. I'm praying to help out in any way that I can, Father. And I truly understand that it's not up to me to preach to the people or teach the people. That's why you have certain apostles who are ordained and touched by your Holy Spirit to do this. And I know that Pastor Gino Jennings is one of them. Amen. So we're going to listen to Pastor now. This is Pastor Gino Jennings. Hopefully this will help you understand more about living holy. Let's go. That's right. That's right. All right, let's do the old man. That's right. 
has had no beginning. No beginning. God, before the foundation of the world, meaning before the world was, he purposed for man to be holy. You better go to work in the book of Ephesians. I just want to itemize this. What is holiness? You know, many apostolics was criticizing me first for using it, but now they starting to use it. Oh, and said holiness and apostolic is the same thing. Well, if it was, then I can read holiness, but I can't read apostolic. That's right. Holiness is the thinking of God for man's behavior. That man's behavior may be transformed and he reflects the characteristics of God. He think the thoughts of God. And he live according to the purpose of God. Are you listening? That's how God chose us in him. All right, let's go to work. Let's establish what is holiness. And then let's establish who is holy. That's right. Are you listening? In the book of Ephesians chapter 1. All right, viewers, you get around your television and your computer. Amen. Tell your girlfriend, being that she's already there, she might as well just stay around a little bit longer to hear this. And, and then after she's done, then holiness will tell her what to do. That's right. Bishop, you that got the second wife, you and your second wife might as well gather around the campfire that burn holiness. That's right. You'll find out what holiness has in store for you and your adulterous husband. Amen. You that profess all these religions and you brag about being Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Branhamites, Hittites, Jubasites, Amakites, Goodwinites, Hunnanites, Johnson Knights and some fools declare themselves even to be Jenna Knights. I want to kill everybody. That's right. Yeah? That's right. Non-denominational, Pentecostal, Jehovah Witnesses, Five Percenters, Mormons, Muslims, whatever you claim. My question is to the world, who started you? That's right. Who came with this authority to make this first declaration and then told you to be what you are? Did it come from heaven? How is it that everybody claimed to be the children of God, but yet very few wants to be what God is? To my Hebrew Israelite brothers, God a Hebrew. Hmm. Oh, Pastor Jenny, you say Jesus Christ is God. Jesus was a Hebrew, came out of the tribe of Judah. That's right. But was God a Hebrew? Jesus Christ was God, and God was not a Hebrew. The Son of God, his flesh, that body was a Hebrew, came out of the tribe of Judah, but God is before Hebrews. That's right. Before there was any Jews, God was here. That's right. And then God made a child in David's house. And by her making a child in David's house, now the Son of God is called Son of Man. What you mean, Son of Man? The man is David, and David was the father of Jesus. That's right. I want to say what? David was Jesus' father? Yes. In the book of St. Luke, chapter 1 and verse 32. Oh, let me in your Bible. Well, I thought Jesus didn't have no fire, father, earthly father. He did and he didn't. That's right. He didn't have no earthly father by a man laying with Mary, but he had an earthly father by coming from a descendant. That's right. Glory to God. I want to take my time and soak you. Amen. 
Let's go to school now. Book of Luke, Let's get some one. Bible. Let's get listen at this. Luke chapter 1, we'll start at verse 31. Parliament. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. Thou shalt conceive in thy womb. And bring forth a son. And shalt call his name Jesus. Yeah. He shall be great. He shall be great. And shall be called the son of the highest. Shall be called the son of the eternal father. That's right. It just hit you, didn't it? He shall be called what? He shall be called the son of the highest. He shall be called the son of the eternal father. The highest is the eternal father. The eternal father is God. God is Jehovah. Jehovah is the I am. That's right. Mary wasn't God's mother. No. Mary was the mother of the earthly tabernacle that God was in. That's right. The earthly tabernacle was a body. The body was a house. The house was a man child. The man child was human, and the spirit that was in it was divine. That's right. Are you getting what I'm telling you? He shall be great. He shall be great. And shall be called the son of the high. And what? And the Lord God shall give unto him. Look here. Look here. Look here. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of who? Of his father, David. Go and give him what? And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. That's what the title son of man means. That's right. Son of man. That's right. He come from the house of a prophet. That's right. And that man was David. David. All right, let's go back to Ephesians. Now I want to take my time and itemize this holy business. That's right. Come on, William. In the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and we're at verse 4. Solomon. According as he has chosen us in him. Hold it. Hold it. I just can't read this stuff. I see too much. That's right. Let's itemize it precept upon precept, and then we got to do it the way the word advises it. That's he right. He said line upon line. Upon line. Upon line. So that means you just can't read one line and keep going. Yeah. You got to look at it line upon line. upon line. And then when you look at it line upon line, you got to break it down here a little and there a little. And there a little. Listen at this. In Ephesians 1 and verse 4. That's what? According as he. Hold it. That let you know it's one. That's right. He. Not according to as they. According as he. According to as he. He who God. That's right. Has did what? Has chosen, chosen us. Or selected the human family. In him. In him. Before the foundation of the world. That what? That we should be holy. Yes. Holiness. Holy. Holy. It's before the world was. That's right. All of my guests that are here from various religions, Catholics, Episcopalians, Protestants, Klansmen, Black Panthers, Nation of Islam, Mormon, Muslims, Masons, Elks, Eastern Stars, Falling Stars. That's right. Glory to God. That's right. Whatever you want to call yourself. Who is the founder of your religion? That's right. Did God speak to your founder and gave your founder his religion? When God give out anything for the people to live by. Yeah. He tell the people to search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. Amen. Why do he tell us to search the scriptures? To verify. That's right. To certify. That's right. And after you verify and certify, now you can justify. That's right. Eh? That's right. You go to scripture to certify it, to justify it, and you get all your information from scripture. You know, there's a lot of people write me and get angry because I run to scripture for everything. For everything. Some say you're mighty narrow-minded. You're so narrow-minded. Why don't you go to the library? I, I think about no library. No. You mean to tell me the intelligence of God ain't good enough for me? Amen. Well, what's in the library? Give me Colossians. Colossians. Let's warn us about the usage of man wisdom. That's right. In Colossians chapter 2 and at Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Give chapter and verse. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. Tell you what? Beware. That's a warning right there. Right there. Warning. That's right. Warning. Beware. Give chapter and verse again, William. Colossians chapter 2 and at the 8th verse. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. 
Beware. Look out. Lest any man spoil you through Lest philosophy. Who? Any man. Any man. Oh, this your father. Any man. Your uncle. Any man. Your husband. Any man. Your twin brother. Any man. Your slap happy grandpappy. Any man. Amen. Beware. Beware. Beware lest any man spoil you. Because he's rich. Any man. Amen. Play for the Panthers. Any man. Play for the Hornets. Any man. I'm in Charlotte. I'm right here in your town. <laughs> That's right. I don't give two cents how rich you are. That's right. You know, NBA players, NBA players, and NFL players, and hockey players, and soccer players, many of them watch this program. Many of them stop in the church. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes I don't know them. Sometimes brothers came to me, do you know what I said? Such and such and such, you know, he's a millionaire, he's a ball player. I look at him and tell him what I care. What did Jesus think, amen? That's right. Now, if Jesus walk in, I'd drop at your feet. Oh, yes. Otherwise, in that, you're nothing but a human being to me. That's right. And rich people die just like poor people. Amen. I don't care who you are. God set one thing for everybody. That's right. And everybody got to do the same thing in order to get into the kingdom of God. Yes. Listen. Beware lest any man spoil you. Beware. Beware. Lest any man spoil you. Hold it. Hold it right there. Spoil. When meat is spoiled, it's no good. No good. It's been ruined. That's right. And this is what have happened in churches. Your church have spoiled you. Spoiled you. Fake healing meetings. Somebody blow on you, fall on the floor. That's right. Uh, my son sent me an article from Africa. You know, I heard of a lot of hypocrisy, but this was one that not only take the cake, it took the cake and threw it out the window. <laughs> now, what I'm about to tell you is the epitome of trifleness and the sadness of deception. A young false prophet in Africa, and I wish I knew his name, can you pull it up real quick, son, while, while you're sitting there, and can you pronounce his name, because this broadcast covers Africa, Amen. and I want to get a hold of this false prophet in a biblical sleeper hole. Amen. <laughs> he, Pastor Christ Penelope hmm. of South Africa. Amen says, and they got pictures of him doing this, and people criticize me for condemning false prophets. I want to show you how these worthless, no good things will get the people to believe anything, and the false prophet's success of deception hangs on your ignorance. That's right. Always remember that. That's right. No false prophet can successfully trick you Amen. Unless you're ignorant. That's right. The more ignorant you are, the more he can use you. Yeah. This false prophet in South Africa sits on his member's face and on his member's head and said the Lord told him to pass gas upon them. Listen. And he convinced them that if you take the smell home, the Lord will make you rich. And they got pictures of him. I mean, I'm not making this up. Pictures of this man sitting on his member's head. Then there's another false prophet in Africa. All the women is laying on their stomach in front of the false church. And the men is in back of the women, holding their ankles. And the men is on their knees with their behind up in the air. And the bishops or elders or pastors got on the false prophets' robes with belts, beating the men. Beating the men, the sad thing that got me thundering and hitting hard, 
is men and women, let these trifling. No good cold pit dogs. That's right. Come in the name of Jesus and make the fool out of you. That's right. You mean to tell me you want to be rich that bad that a man can pass gas? Sit on your husband's face. My Lord. He's a pulpit pervert. That's right. That's right. That's right. Where do these men get these antics? They love watching the false prophets from America. That's right. In Jamaica, Brother Minister Gary emailed me and sent me a news report. And that's what a preacher is. He's a divine journalist. For the Apostle Paul said, who has believed our report? Or it take God into whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. A false prophet in Jamaica, the police arrested him. Uh, he was going to sacrifice, along with some of his parishioners, about 144 people, murdered them, to believe they're doing God's will. About three people got killed within the false church. My Lord. But the police caught him, arrested him. My Lord. And they complained about me speaking out against the false prophets. Right. The Bible says to his preachers, cry loud. Cry loud, spare not. Ain't that what he said? That's right. Besides criticizing me for speaking against false prophets, you have to ask yourself, why are there so many men quiet? That's right. About the false prophets. Cry aloud, spare not. Because the Bible sounds the alarm. In Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 1. The Cry aloud, spare not. Cry aloud and take it easy. Cry aloud, spare not. No. Cry aloud and be cool. Cry aloud, spare not. Cry aloud and don't hurt their feelings. Cry aloud, spare not. That's right. Don't spare them. It doesn't matter if they cry, don't spare them. Spare not. It doesn't matter if they put a contract out on you, don't spare them. Spare not. That's right. If they send hitmen from Africa to America, what do I care? Spare not. Don't spare them. That's right. That's right. Cry aloud, spare not. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Lift up your voice like a coward. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. No, like a coward. Like a trumpet. Be scared. Like a trumpet. Hallelujah. What make these men so quiet? Hallelujah. Because you viewers have paid your pastor off. That's right. Paid him to shut up. That's right. Paid him to turn his back. That's right. Long as you pay his gas, his rent, his mortgage, buy his cars, buy his suits. He ain't gonna speak out against your wrong. No, no. I wouldn't care if you gave the church a million dollars every hour. That's right. I tell you the truth while you're writing the check. That's right. Why? Because everything in this life is temporary. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Only God Himself is eternal. Cry out, spare not. Cry out, spare not. Don't spare. Lift up that voice like a trumpet. Lift it up how? Like a trumpet. Hallelujah. You know, everybody can't play a trumpet. You know, a trumpet player, a lot of times he wants to work the vowels on that trumpet to try to hit a note that he never hit before. That's right. So you find that trumpet player trying to hit the highest note yeah. that he or she can. Yeah. Trumpet represents a wake up call. That's right. Hang on. That's right. That's what God. Make his preacher, he's a wake-up call. Come to interrupt your sleep. Yeah. Cry loud, spread not lift up your voice at the trumpet. And show my people their transgression. Wait a minute. You're speaking loudly to do what? And show my people show them. their transgression. Show them. You don't like the fact you're wrong? Amen. No. You love the fact you're wrong. That's right. And you love it when nobody say nothing. That's right. That's why a lot of you watching me can't stand me. <laughs> That's because right. Because what we preaching doesn't hit you. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. But the Bible says do what? And show my people their transgression. That's right. Show. Come on. Amen. Amen. Show them. Show my people their transgression. I don't care if you're white and think that you're a child of God because you white. I don't care if you black and you think God look like you. What do I care? That's right. You are born of a woman like everybody else. That's right. And just like the devil gave you a job to do, Jehovah gave me a job to do. And show my people their transgression. Show, show my people, my people their transgression. My people. Show them that they're wrong. That's right. For same-sex marriage. That's right. President Biden, hey Biden, Biden, Biden. Hey man, Miss Harris, Biden, you say that your faith is what got you through many things in life, and undoubtedly it has. Yeah. But when it comes to men loving men and bless God, women loving marry loving uh want to marry women, your faith have detoured. Oh yes. Oh yes. Because if you truly was a Christ-like president. Amen. When the majority will beg you for same-sex marriage, Christ within you will say no. That's right. That's right. All right, all right, all right, y'all. That is Pastor Gino Jennings. We, Pastor Apostle Geno Jennings, whatever you want to call him, he represents the first church truth of God. He has a YouTube channel called the First Church Truth of God Broadcast. This broadcast right here is from November the 6th, 2021, Saturday p.m. live Charlotte, North Carolina service. He travels all around the world preaching. He's opening up churches all around the world. Go on his website, uh, Truth of God. You can Google that. You can get on the website and you can see when and if he'll be coming to your city where you can see him in person. Um, thanks to him, I got baptized. I went down to, I'm a Cali girl. I'm in California. I went down to Griffith Park is actually where they had um, rented out an auditorium and they did a church service. He was not there, but one of his apostles was there, and that was who baptized me. And thanks to listening to him, I knew where to go. I knew he had even, like, doing the um, the YouTube broadcast that he did, he gave the pastor's name and the pastor's phone number. Like, if you're in the L.A. area, he going to be here. I think he was going to Arizona, and then he was going to be in L.A., and so he gave the dates, and he gave that pastor's phone number. And God just spoke to my mind and to my heart. And he was like, you know, it's time for you to go get baptized. Here's another thing is that um, I can't swim. I had like a tragic event happen to me when I was younger that traumatized me. So I never really tried to swim. I almost drowned. I got thrown in a pool by a cousin and I almost drowned. And after that, I was done with water. <laughs> so just a little backstory on that. Like being baptized, it scared me. Okay. Because I know, you know, you have to go down in the water but um i knew after listening to apostle jennings that this is something that i had to do and i had to be i believe i was baptized when i was younger i can't be sure but my great-grandmother kept me and my cousins in church a lot but um i knew i had to do it and so he gave the uh the pastor's phone number out you know, on the YouTube broadcast. And I was like, oh, they probably not going to answer. Like, whatever. But I called the pastor. <laughs> and he answered. And he was like, yeah. Because I was just trying to figure out, like, what to do. Because I want to come down and get baptized. And he was just like, bring a change of clothes. You know, bring your towel. And I'll see you there. And that was that. And the thing about it is, is when I went. My Lord, my Lord. Mm-mm-mm. When I went to get baptized. I was so broken. My heart was so broken. I was broken mentally and spiritually. Um, about so many different things. I had 
endured so many different heartbreaks, like a lot of us have, like a lot of people have. But I'm telling you, I went broken. And I mean, I was just going through it. And it seemed like nothing wasn't working out and nothing wouldn't go right. And, and people was being removed from my out of my life left and right. I mean, people I truly loved and cared about. And, and everybody was gone and it seemed like I was alone and I didn't have nobody. And I, it was just crazy. And um, so when I went to get baptized, you know, I went by myself. Now that and alone, God gave me the courage to be able to do that. Because, you know, most people... Um, Everybody else who was down there getting baptized, somebody else was with them. They, they had a spouse or some sort of a relative or, or somebody was there with them. And I kind of knew that might be the case, so it kind of gave me a little anxiety to to get in my car and to travel down there because it's not close to where I live. I had to drive about an hour. And on the whole drive, I know I'm doing this alone. And then I said, wait a minute. <laughs> God said, wait a minute. You, you are not alone. You have never been alone. I have been with you this whole time. I didn't carried you through all of this and I got you right now. And long as I got you, you good. I realized that in that moment. And so when I finally got on down there, you know, I didn't feel as uncomfortable being completely by myself and everybody else. And I mean, everybody else was with somebody else. Um, it was, they had a, like an auditorium rented out, but to be honest, it probably wasn't but a, no more than 50 to 60 people there. It wasn't a whole lot of people. And they did a service. And we prayed to God, and then it was time to get baptized, and you had to fill out the paper. And we all went on down there, and the pool was down in, like, by Griffith Park. It wasn't like a regular swimming pool. This was their portable baptism pool, um, really a really, really nice pool. And the way it worked was that uh, the pastor wasn't in there with you. Just you were in that water. And you had to sit down in this water. And keep in mind, I can't swim. So I'm already terrified because I can't swim. <laughs> Lord Jesus. So I'm, you have to sit down. And when you sit down, you know, my first, your first, my first instinct was to put my hands on both sides of the tub thing and hold on, which is fine when I sat down. And the pastor said, you can't hold on. Because all of you have to go down in the water, including your arms. I mean, all of you. So you have to, so I have to cross my arms. So that means I have my arms crossed. I'm sitting in this tub of water. Now, I'm not a tall person either. I'm short. So I just, I just, I have no control over this. I can't, I don't know what, you know what I mean? I'm scared. I can't swim. I'm in the water is cold. It's just like, oh my goodness. And we're at the, still the height of the pandemic. And I'm thinking like, oh Lord, I hope don't nobody in Duncan in this water got coronavirus. I tried to be first, but I think I was like the fourth person. So it was already germs floating around in there, child. And, um, I said, wow. So I folded my arms and I'm talking to the pastor and I'm steadily talking to him because I'm nervous. And he know, I'm like, oh, I'm so nervous. He like, look, you know, we're going to have to go on and do this. Like it's a line of people like, come on. So I said, okay, come on. So you tell me, you know, you got to take your deep breath and just keep in mind, like when I was in the pool, there was nobody there with me, like no family or nobody who could say like, you know, you okay. Like you going to be all right. Like everybody else had, you know, and I just called on God and I could to, to help me get through it. And um, he went to duck me down to, you know, because you're sitting down. So he just got to he puts his hand behind your head 
and on your forehead and you have your arms crossed and he's just going to lean you back. And when you lean back, of course, you know, your back going to go in and your head. So your feet are going to lift up and you're going to be laid down in the water. And all you got to do is just stay like that and then raise up. But me, that didn't work. <laughs> he went to lay and put me down in the water and my first instinct popped up and I went and I grabbed. And, oh, my God, I guess I didn't take the deep breath right, and I swallowed water, and I was like, I couldn't catch my breath. And I came back up, and he, I was like, oh, my God. But then after I caught my breath, I'm like, okay, good, I'm done. And he looked at me, and he said, no. He said, you're not done. And I said, what? And he was like, all of you didn't go in the water. Your whole head did not go in the water because you came back up. And I said, wow. <laughs> I was just like, no. And he was like, yeah, you got to go again. And he ready to get it over with. Keep in mind, this man got a line. I'm going to say maybe about the 50, 60 people there, like 30-something of us was getting baptized, came to get baptized. He's like, well, we got to keep going. And I'm only about the fourth person, you know. And so he ready to just do it again right quick. But I'm already discombobulated and carrying on. So anyway. I, and he was telling me, well, you just want to get out and get at the end and then you do it last. Oh, I, I definitely didn't want to do that. I felt like if I got out, I wouldn't have the courage to come back up and get in. And then I'm soaking wet already. So anyway, I prayed to God. He ducked me the second time. Everything went down. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was baptizing earlier. I said in June, but it was actually in July of 2020. Um, like I said, wasn't nobody there with me. So I took a picture of the pool. I took a picture of the pastor and I took a selfie of myself, like kind of by it. And, um, I'm so thankful and so grateful that God gave me the courage that God was with me on that journey. And he gave me the courage to be able to go down there and to get baptized by myself. And it feels so good to tell you guys that story and to just share that story with you. And I, in a sense, it does work with the title of the show. And, you know, living, living holy explained, like being holy explained, it's like that's what being holy is, is stepping out on faith. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're not going to have other people with you or around you, but you still got to go and do the right thing. You got to listen to God's voice when he tell you, and you got to go and do what you have to do for God. You got to go follow the path of being holy. And that path. Ooh, that path is narrow. You understand what I'm saying? It is a narrow path to make it to heaven, to be God-like. Wide is the path to hell. Amen? But to get to God, it is truly, truly narrow. And I'm just so thankful and so grateful. And, um, wow, I'm just praying that that story would touch some souls that live in holy explained from what pastor Gino Jennings was just saying that you can kind of get and understand how this changed my life. And I hope it can change your life too. And a lot of times I know before when I would hear false prophets, I didn't really get how deep that rabbit hole go because I'm like, you know, I've been to other churches before. I remember, um, you know, getting back into God in my early 20s and going to church and really being into the church and being saved. I remember I even got the Holy Spirit at one of the sermon, uh, one of the um, church nights where we traveled to another church. And as I'm looking back at it now and I'm thinking about it now, like we I I'm not going to speak for nobody else. I really thought I was really living saved. And I was really living holy then. I really thought that. I really thought that. But I had on all the jewelry. I had on my little mascara and my lipstick and my little short skirt and my little tank top shirt. In church. In church. I looked just as worldly as the worldly women. God says separate from among them. You know? I really thought I was walking the path of holiness looking like that. I think I even still was smoking maybe and drinking. No, I wasn't. Nope, I had stopped smoking that time because I have quit throughout my life. But I just really thought I was living holy. My head wasn't covered. Like, I, was, I wasn't following any dietary laws. 
And um, you just got to be careful. Like, that's why I say to people, it's like, well, what church do you go to? I don't go to no church. And the reason why is because I can't just walk into any old church listening to any old pastor because he say he's Christian. And as you heard with pastor, like, I'm not Baptist. I'm not. When I try to say I'm not, who <laughs> we, when I try to say I'm living holy, oh, you non-denominational. No, I'm not none of that. None of that. I'm living holy. Pastor just explained it. So I'm praying that y'all get it. And I'm praying that y'all understand it. It's not my job to teach you. I'm not a man. I am a woman. It's not my job to teach that. I'm praying. That's why I play pastor's audio. I'm going to continue to play audio from him on every show. And we can have this discussion. And we can figure it out. And we can work it out. And eventually I'll work my way up to having guests on again. But I had to reform my show. And you could go back and listen to my old shows when I wasn't saved. I'm leaving them up there for a reason. So if somebody ever took the time and listened to my whole library of podcasts, they will see that transformation and what God did and how he saved me. And he can save you too. He can save your soul from going to hell. Amen. So listen, this show has been quite long already. And what I want to do now, I'm going to go on and you know. <laughs> Close this show on out. Amen. But before I do, I got to read this prayer. And this is a prayer that I say every day as well. I always say this prayer, and I think this is a good one that everyone can read. So if you're able to, see, when I pray, I don't put my hands together and bow my head either. I hold my head up, and I lift my hands up to God. That's how I pray. Amen. If you're able to do that, here's the prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I just want to thank you all for hanging out with me and vibing with your girl. Living holy, explain. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, I thank you. Check it. I want you to tune in, follow my flow, and feel the vibes. It's me. Wait, trying to get myself together, y'all. It's me. <laughs> it's your girl, D, and I'm out. Hallelujah. Young people, there's nothing wrong with dancing for Jesus. But we can't forget where we come from. So if you don't mind, let's have a little church right now. Something about that name. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Hallelujah. Yes, yes, he is the sweetest, sweetest, name. sweetest, sweetest name. I know.
Yeah! 